Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Lifestyle with Dr. Moby. I'm Dr. Moby, and today we have an excellent guest all the way from Australia. Let's welcome Lillian. Hey, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Lillian. And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Lillian, what you do. Okay, so I'm originally a school teacher, um, but I've been working for the last 20 plus years as a parenting strategist. Um, I'm the author of six books and the, the six books that I've written and the work that I've been doing with my parenting is all based around um, my youngest son, who is now 28. Um, he was diagnosed with ADHD, ODD and childhood depression when he was a young boy. And um, you know, I now have a huge, huge um, passion to share our journey with other families and assist them as well. So these are the five key areas covered in your book, right? Yes, correct. In one of my books, yeah. It's one of, and you have six of them, right? Six books, yeah. This is my favourite book because it's the story of our whole journey from my pregnancy right through until when he was about, just before he turned 16. Yeah. Okay. And that is such a great topic. And I will talk uh, because I do see some of uh, patients with ADHD. Yes. And, uh, we deal with uh, somebody who has uh, ADHD. And then, you know, I think uh, you have touched the great uh, topic, especially in, you know, how to deal with and uh, yes. what are the things uh, for the parents and kind of living with uh, with it, you know. Um, I only see one side when they come and they, uh, you know, we try to solve some of the symptoms. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think you're doing a phenomenal job with somebody trying to get to the bottom of that. So tell me, uh, how did your uh, journey start? <laughs> it's a long journey. I'll try and be precise. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, <laughs> it's a long story. My son was actually born hyperactive. He was aggressive and hyperactive as a, as, a, as a young child. And by the time he was, you know, like, you know, two, three years old, it was quite evident that he was more busy, more hyperactive, more demanding than the average child. I had another son eight years older and he was very quiet and easygoing and, you know, compliant and cooperative. And this little boy was just like a whirlwind. And he basically was never happy, you know, as a baby, if he wasn't um, feeding or sleeping, he was screaming. And by the time he could, you know, communicate and move around, it was very, very evident that we had a, a, a real live wire on our hands. Mm -hmm. And um, we, um, we had him in, in childcare from three and a half years old when I went back to work. And basically nobody could handle him. He got asked to leave centre after centre after centre. We had five centres in our town that we lived in then and he went to all of them because they just couldn't cope with him. He was too aggressive. He was defiant. He was hyperactivity. He was, he was yeah, um, uh, aggressive with the other children, with the staff. And he was just a real handful and they didn't know what to do with him and at that stage neither did we. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, that is a very interesting aspect because, you know, life gives uh, a lemon and you make lemonade or you, you try to kind of yes. not only learn 
how to get out of that but you also try to teach others and you be uh, like yourself what you're doing is uh, what a phenomenal job you Thank know you. and that's a lot of work i mean take care of kid uh, by itself is full time and take care of somebody who has some disorder is another level um so i think it's a great um, great uh, topic to discuss as well as to learn from from it um, so tell me a little bit about what things have helped you uh, during your journey well once again it's been a long journey so um dr nabi initially we started because to be totally transparent with you we tried conventional medicine um, we went to doctor, pediatrician, psychologist, psychiatrist, counsellors, all of mainstream. And remember, I'm now talking about 25 years ago, so there wasn't as much holistic, you know, um, viewpoints as there are today. But back then, um, the only advice that we got from the mainstream um, medical people was to medicate. And that was definitely something that we did not want to do. We did not want to medicate him. Um, and so we really had to seek our own answers, um, quite honestly, which was quite challenging at the time. Um, I've always been, you know, very holistic with my um, health and wellness. So um, we weren't prepared to take that journey. So we started with food and diet um, and that, you know, we got some results. We eliminated, you know, toxins and, and you know, looked at at um yeah, personal care and chemicals. We looked at self-esteem and self-worth. We looked at nutritional support. And we, we looked at all of these things. And from his, from age 5 to 12, those aspects that we um, utilised were working reasonably well. So we still had a little bit of a roller coaster journey, but he was doing okay. Unfortunately, when adolescence hit, <laughs> the, the challenge is 10 next And... Oh. We then went to a, a 12, 13, 14-year-old that got kicked out of every school. We had to move three schools in three years. Um, we took him to an expensive private school, a regular secondary school, like an alternative um, school. Like he just, they just couldn't handle him. He was just really, really difficult. And we then... Um, <laughs> We it affected our marriage. It affected my relationship with my other son, and we were very, very, very stressed. And we were very, very fortunate because I really believe in the law of attraction. And I, I said, "Help! You know, I need some help." And we met a mentor um, who he became our mentor, who helped us along our journey. And we discovered that aside from all of the things we were already working on, that we really needed to look at our communication, our relationship, the language that we were using, and basically how we interacted with our son. Um, we went from um, when he was age 14 and I started um, really becoming concerned about his future. He was in trouble with the police. He was in, in trouble with um, substances, you know, taking substances he shouldn't have. He was getting kicked out of school and, you know, getting in all sorts of strife, not getting on with anybody in the family at all. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I were just beside ourselves. And we started learning to treat him differently. We started learning that it was more about how we relationship with him because when he was getting in trouble all of the time, 
what do you think we were focusing on? We were focusing on all the stuff that he was doing wrong. We were giving that energy. We were putting, you know, all of our attention and energy into things he was doing wrong instead of focusing on his, you know, uh, on his successes or his greatness or the things that he was doing well. So when we started switching that around, uh, um, we started to get really great results. And it was almost like, you know, in in six months, it was like somebody came from, you know, from, from Mars and, and zoomed down and took our child away and, and brought a new one in because we had a complete, complete transformation. And that's why I'm so passionate now about, you know, incorporating that very important com component because a lot of parents work on the health of the child, mm -hmm. you know, and are you a medical doctor? What sort yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they work on the health of the child but really, for me, one of the most important things is the relationship in the communication, the language, and, yeah, what we really energise within that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a very important topic because uh, that is well said that if you focus on the negative and uh, many parents actually, um, this somehow they go into this mode where they're going to say, oh, that's not correct, that's you're doing that wrong, that wrong. Okay. That might cause problem for not only them, but also for kids too, because yeah. uh, kids take it very differently. And then if you're, you're absolutely right, if you focus on positive things, which they are doing right, then it really changes the, uh, the discussion, not only the discussion, they feel that you are uh, not uh, against them, you are with them or somehow. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We had to become his biggest supporter and fan. Mm -hmm. Like we, we had to know that we loved him unconditionally, yeah. no matter what was going on, no matter whether he was in trouble at school or getting drunk or hanging out with the wrong kids, mm -hmm. you know, like once, one time, um, Moby, we, um, we had a, a disagreement as parents do. And I said, you're grounded. And he said, no, I'm not. And he used some choice words and off he ran and um, and we couldn't communicate with him. He wasn't answering the phone. Anyway, long story short was about five or six hours later that evening, we found him in a drunken stupor in the gutter. He didn't even know what his name was. He was so out of it. He'd taken who knows what. He doesn't even know what he'd taken. And he came back. We It took him two days to sober up. And we started implementing what we were learning in that two days so instead of focusing on why did you do that what were you taking you know all the things that parents would naturally do we started just focusing on telling him how much we loved him and supporting him and not focusing on what he'd done but focusing on moving forward and that was really the beginning of our healing with him and I'll, I'll have to share a story with you because when yeah. When I actually, um, so this is the book that I, I'm happy to give away to any of the listeners. This is my favourite book. Sure. But, but when, this is called The Revolting Child, A Blessing in Disguise. Mm -hmm. when, when, I love this story so much because when I did a book launch for this book, um, my son was invited to come along and he was a little reticent. He wasn't really that keen on coming along, being a 16-year-old, just turned 16. And anyway, we, my husband and I did our talk, we shared our story, and then we had Q&A at the end. And somebody put their hand up and said, can I ask um, Caleb a question, my son? 
And I looked at him and he's like, oh, I suppose so, you know. And anyway, so the person asked the question and they said, what was it, Caleb, that took you from where you were just, you know, about 10 months earlier to where you are now? And we see that, you know, the young man that you are now, we've heard the story, we've heard all of the things that were happening just not so long ago. And my ears were pricking. My ears were, you know, really like I really wanted to to hear the answer to that question as well. And he thought about it for a few seconds and then he said, when I saw the effort that my mum and dad went to to be the absolute best parents they could be, I just wanted to be the best son I could be. Wow. And, and for me, that was like, you know, like that was just everything because I'm like, okay, this works, okay, you know, this works because he was not going down a good road. He was in trouble with the police, as I said, with alcohol, with drugs, with mixing with the wrong kids. It could have gone a very, very different path. Mm -hmm. um, and now at 28, he still lives with us. He's got his partner with us as well. We get on so well as a family. He's a beautiful uh, man. He encourages me. He brings me flowers. He writes me beautiful letters. Wow. He's a beautiful, caring man. And he, I'm so proud of him. He's gone on to own his own business. He got kicked out of school at 15. Um, he had no formal education. He went and, you know, furthered his education on his own. He got an apprenticeship. He became an electrician and he now has his own business and he's doing very well. And I could never oh. have seen wow. that, you know, back that's, yeah, that is such a great uh, uh, sharing. Thank you. So, yeah. so he's doing a wonderful right now. And you said he he's uh, even then uh, complete his education, but he's doing a great work as electrician. Absolutely, right? he's got an awesome business. And the reason his business is so successful is because he is so good with people. Like. He gives great customer service and people. He works with my husband, his dad, so yeah. they're in business together um, and they just have the most successful business because, and first of all, people are so blown away by their relationship, like how well. They've been now working together for 10 years and their relationship is so solid. They've never had an argument. They've never had a harsh word. They're together for 10 hours a day working together and they have the most amazing relationship. And my husband and he used to clash like crazy, you know, when he was a teenager because my husband was so stressed about the situation and how he spoke to, to his mother and his brother and, like, it was really stressful. So to see their relationship now is so beautiful and, you know, it just fills my heart with so much joy and it, it really, this is why I'm so passionate about what I do now because... Mm. I want other families to be able to experience what took me 20 years to learn. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. want other people to be able to feel that feeling. And, and I speak to so many families now, so many parents who are stressed, who are, you know, don't know what they're doing. Their kids are not listening. They're not being cooperative. They're being disrespectful. And they, that, they don't know what to do other than yell and scream and nag and threat because that's just what they, they know, right? So, yeah. No, this is uh, such an important share, you know, everybody to know that, uh, like you said, uh, both uh, him and your husband used to uh, 
have arguments and then once you realize that it's better to encourage him and to see good in him uh, yeah then not only it i think uh, when we have that situation it brings an important topic is that you know when we have that stressful situation uh, we make it worse many times yes correct absolutely so the situation could be less so if you minimize that impact and uh, then it definitely you can see the paths you can really see where you should be going and then all you have to do is then like you said thinking that must be a lot of stress for you to see you uh, your husband and uh, him fighting that part was making you very sad of course more very much. and with his older brother like his older brother is eight years older and he's now a naturopath herbalist and nutritionist he did a triple degree um and he's very passionate because he saw his younger brother growing up with all of those challenges mm -hmm. and when he saw you know that we took a holistic path um he really wanted to be able to help other families as well so we actually work together a lot my son and i my older son who's the naturopath wow. um, because i really feel like the parenting work I do is very holistic. So I come in with more of the parenting and relationship type stuff. I actually teach um, a beautiful parenting philosophy called the Nurtured Heart Approach, which is really about nurturing beautiful heart-centred relationships. Mm -hmm. And my son covers a lot of the health and wellness type um, stuff. So together um, we have a very unique um, way to approaching parenting. Okay, great. And I will show uh, everyone your book again, you know. Uh, so this is uh, your book. Uh, so, and it's available on Amazon and everything. Well, I would love to gift it to any of your listeners. So if you um, share the link that I've given you here, they can actually um, click there to, um, I think it might be scroll up or down, I'm not sure. They can actually click on a link um, and they will be emailed the um the pdf of this book and they can read it for themselves yeah uh, th this is the link i think is uh, you can give this link i think it's up 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 the top further dr moby and they can actually just uh, click on the link and oh, then, this one this one no further up further up i think up, up, up. so where you see the picture of this book there we go ah, yeah. yeah so they can fill this in here and then they can uh, receive a free copy of this book so this is our whole journey from my pregnancy right through until he was nearly 16. And in my pregnancy, there's another bit of a story in here. I used to be a migraine sufferer and I was um, um, taken to hospital with a very bad migraine and I was given pethidine and Maxillon um, for that uh, migraine and I believe that was a contributor for, for this issue. It was still found in my body five years later. So um, whether it was or not, I don't know, but I feel like that was a contributor. He's always been very chemical sensitive, food sensitive. Uh, we had to take him off everything when he was younger, like sugar, wheat, dairy, additives, like food additives. He couldn't eat bread. He couldn't eat anything with food any sort of colours, he would go absolutely like a ball in a pinball machine. 
um, if he consumed any of those things. So he he now eats um, vegan um, by choice. <laughs> so he's been vegan for a few years now. My, I've been vegetarian for like 40 plus years myself. Um, but he chose to be vegan himself. Um, a lot of reason for humanitarian reasons. But um, he also knows that he feels better when he eats healthy, um, as as do we all, <laughs> you know. So tell me, do you think uh, you said uh, you got Maxilon and Pasadena? I, I thought they took off Pasadena now off the market for, uh, but um, Maxilon. So I think you're absolutely right. A lot of drugs can cause problem like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so uh, and that that is uh, that's important discussion. You know that uh, some of these drugs can have really uh, bad effects all later through the life. So uh, also tell me a little bit about um, what are your future plans? With what I'm teaching? Mm -hmm. So last week I actually just did a six-day six intensive course online through, through the state. So I was doing the night shift from midnight to 10 a.m. every day. And I became I became accredited to teach the Nurtured Heart approach in um, 2014. So I've just done my advanced trainers course, which now makes me more qualified to share this beautiful approach with people. Mm -hmm. So my passion is really to share our story and to teach the Nurtured Heart approach because the Nurtured Heart approach, although it's not exactly what I use for my son because I didn't know about that back then, but the parenting coach that we um, met, who was also in America, we never got to meet in person, but we mentored with him for two years. And he taught us so much about communicating and relationshiping and what we attract. And the nurtured heart approach, um, I believe I came across because of the law of attraction once again. And it's so much in alignment with my thinking because it's really about not giving energy to what you don't want, giving beautiful, uh, you know, nurturing amazing connection and relationship with your kids when they're doing the right thing or even moving towards doing the right thing because sometimes very challenging children don't give you so many opportunities to embrace their greatness so sometimes we have to kind of hijack them a little bit um, and it's it's also about you know having clarity and being clear on on you know what you stand for and um, but it's all a beautiful positive you know heart-centered um, approach. So I teach that for the parenting and relationshiping side of things. Um, I also bring my son in who, you know, talks about gut health, um, uh, methylation, um, pyrrole, you know, diet, water, toxins. He covers and he also covers um, emotional health and well-being as well. So together, um, yeah, we bring, you know, we bring a lot and we, we, give so much to our our clients because we really want them to enjoy you know those beautiful amazing nurturing relationships and i just want you know i i say to parents i want you to imagine you know the relationship that you have with your children not just today but next yeah. year in 10 years in 20 years when they have their own children you want your children to want to be with you because they want to be with you, not because they have to be because you're mum and dad, but because they actually love being with you and they feel good around you because you, you know, you have always supported them 
and, you know, being, as I said, their biggest supporter and fan, um, no matter what's going on in their life, um, no judgment. You know, it's about really just looking for, um, we call it building their inner wealth. So it's it's like self-esteem and self-worth, but we build their inner wealth so that they know that they really have greatness within within them, you know, that they have this amazing uh, greatness that, that they can be, do and have, you know, whatever they desire. Um, and But it's got to come from the parents, you know, often, and this is, you know, like I know when we were going through this, Dr. Moby, we thought, why are you doing this? Like we all thought it was about him and why he was doing this and why he was misbehaving. But we had to look deep within ourselves. You know, we had to look, you know, our parenting coach actually said to us, if you have a revolting child, then you've got to look at yourself as parents, not as the child. And we're like, wow, okay. We thought we were good parents, you know, and we weren't bad parents. We were just parenting upside down. You know, most parents today are parenting what we call upside down because they're giving energy to all the things they don't want. They're yeah. giving energy to the disrespect, the, dis the uh, misbehaviour, the, you know, lack of cooperation. They're giving energy to the whinging and the, the you know, the carry-on instead of, you know, focusing on even the baby steps towards, you know, success. Because with some kids who are very intense and very challenging, you've got to take real baby steps and you've got to build up that inner wealth. And, you know, kids, like, we as, are you a parent? Uh, no, I am not. Okay. Yeah, but you, you probably work with a lot of parents because as parents, we are our children's favourite toys, <laughs> you know, and they look for all the buttons that make us, the lights come on and the bells work and the yeah, art. Yeah, you know. yeah. they, they are looking and, and unfortunately most parents, unbeknownst, even though they've got the very best intentions, they teach their children through parenting upside down that you get the best relationship and energy from me when you're doing the wrong thing. I come alive. I'm never too busy to come in and yell and scream and carry on when you're misbehaving. But if you're playing quietly or being cooperative or doing the right thing, you yeah. don't get my energy. But you get my energy, my bells and whistles all come on when you're doing the wrong thing. So we're energising them at the wrong time. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So so then all we have to do, I think you uh, showed me the correct way, not only that, but you use the correct term too, is that we are parenting upside down. So correct. you should be excited when they are playing good and then they are behaving well. You exactly. should be commending that. And then, yeah. so absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it makes sense, makes a lot of sense. Uh, so mm -hmm. tell me, uh, I think we have reached the end of conversation. Give me your final thoughts on uh, our final message for everybody. I'll again, put your book. I think my final message is to really focus on what you want. Give energy to what you want in your relationship. So if you want cooperation, give energy to them when they're being cooperative. If you want respect, give energy to them when they're being respectful. Even if... Like, I don't care how challenging a child is, they cannot misbehave 24-7. There are opportunities where you can find to show them they are successful and they are great. 
You know, we have to find the times to show them that they're respectful, to show them that they're kind, to show them that they're cooperative, to show them that they're, you know, that they're they, that they're a great brother or sister. You know, there are so many opportunities that we can. So focus on what you want would be my last my last message. Okay. Well, thank you for coming to our show and giving such a wonderful discussion, and it was great learning for myself and i am going to use some of those tips you have mentioned to my patients as well as share for, uh, all over social media for you take care and thank you stay blessed thank you dr moby lovely chatting bye-bye bye Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Lifestyle with Dr. Moby. I'm Dr. Moby, and today we have an excellent guest all the way from Australia. Let's welcome Lillian. Hey, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Lillian. And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Lillian, what you do. Okay, so I'm originally a school teacher, um, but I've been working for the last 20 plus years as a parenting strategist. Um, I'm the author of six books and the, the six books that I've written and the work that I've been doing with my parenting is all based around um, my youngest son, who is now 28. Um, he was diagnosed with ADHD, ODD and childhood depression when he was a young boy. And um, you know, I now have a huge, huge um, passion to share our journey with other families and assist them as well. So these are the five key areas covered in your book, right? Yes, correct. In one of my books, yeah. It's one of, and you have six of them, right? Six books, yeah. This is my favourite book because it's the story of our whole journey from my pregnancy right through until when he was about, just before he turned 16, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And that is such a great topic and I will talk uh, because I do see some of uh, patients with ADHD. Yes. And, uh, we deal with uh, somebody who has uh, ADHD and then, you know, I think uh, you have touched the great uh, topic, especially in, you know, how to deal with and uh, yes. what are the things uh, for the parents and kind of living with, uh, with it, you know. Um, I only see one side when they come and they, uh, you know, we try to solve some of the symptoms. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think you're doing a phenomenal job with somebody trying to get to the bottom of that. So tell me, uh, how did your uh, journey start? <laughs> it's a long journey. I'll try and be precise. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, <laughs> it's a long story. My son was actually born hyperactive. He was aggressive and hyperactive as a, as, a, as a young child. And by the time he was, you know, like, you know, two, three years old, it was quite evident that 
he was more busy, more hyperactive, more demanding than the average child. I had another son eight years older and he was very quiet and easygoing and, you know, compliant and cooperative. And this little boy was just like a whirlwind. And he basically was never happy, you know, as a baby, if he wasn't um, feeding or sleeping, he was screaming. And by the time he could, you know, communicate and move around, it was very, very evident that we had a, a, a real live wire on our hands. Mm-hmm. And um, we um, we had him in, in childcare from three and a half years old when I went back to work. And basically nobody could handle him. He got asked to leave centre after centre after centre. We had five centres in our town that we lived in then and he went to all of them because they just couldn't cope with him. He was too aggressive. He was defiant. He was hyperactivity. He was, he was, yeah, um, uh, aggressive with the other children, with the staff. And he was just a real handful. And they didn't know what to do with him. And at that stage, neither did we. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that is a very interesting aspect because, you know, life gives uh, lemon and you make lemonade or you, you try to kind of yes. not only learn how to get out of that but you also try to teach others and you be uh, like yourself what you're doing is uh, what a phenomenal job you know and that's a lot of work i mean take care of kid uh, by itself is full time and take care of somebody who has some disorder is another level um so i think it's a great um, great uh, topic to discuss as well as to learn from from it um, so tell me a little bit about what things have helped you uh, during your journey well once again it's been a long journey so um dr nabi initially we started because to be totally transparent with you we tried conventional medicine um, we went to doctor, paediatrician, psychologist, psychiatrist, counsellors, all of mainstream. And remember, I'm now talking about 25 years ago, so there wasn't as much holistic, you know, um, viewpoints as there are today. But back then, um, the only advice that we got from the mainstream um, medical people was to medicate. And that was definitely something that we did not want to do. We did not want to medicate him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really had to seek our own answers, um, quite honestly, which was quite challenging at the time. Um, I've always been, you know, very holistic with my um, health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So um, we weren't prepared to take that journey. So we started with food and diet um, and that, you know, we got some results. We eliminated, you know, toxins and, and you know, looked at at um yeah, personal care and chemicals. We looked at self-esteem and self-worth. We looked at nutritional support and we, we looked at all of these things. And from his, from age five to 12, those aspects that we um, utilise were working reasonably well. So we still had a little bit of a roller coaster journey, but he was doing okay. Unfortunately, when adolescence hit, <laughs> the, the challenge is 10x and... Oh. We then went to a 12, 13, 14-year-old that got kicked out of every school. We had to move three schools in three years. Um, We took him to an expensive private school, a regular secondary school, like an alternative um, school. Like he just, 
they just couldn't handle him. He was just really, really difficult. And we then, um, <laughs> we it affected our marriage. It affected my relationship with my other son. And we were very, very, very stressed. And we were very, very fortunate because I really believe in the law of attraction. And I, I said, help, you know, I need some help. And we met a mentor um, who, he became our mentor who helped us along our journey. And we discovered that aside from all of the things we were already working on, that we really needed to look at our communication, our relationship, the language that we were using, and basically how we interacted with our son. Um, we went from um, when he was age 14 and I started um, really becoming concerned about his future. He was in trouble with the police. He was in, in trouble with um, substances, you know, taking substances he shouldn't have. He was getting kicked out of school and, you know, getting in all sorts of strife, not getting on with anybody in the family at all. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I were just beside ourselves and we started learning to treat him differently. We started learning that it was more about how we relationship with him because when he was getting in trouble all of the time, what do you think we were focusing on? We were focusing on all the stuff that he was doing wrong. We were giving that energy. We were putting, you know, all of our attention and energy into things he was doing wrong instead of focusing on his, you know, uh, on his successes or his greatness or the things that he was doing well. So when we started switching that around, uh, um, we started to get really great results. And it was almost like, you know, in in six months, it was like somebody came from, you know, from, from Mars and, and zoomed down and took our child away and, and brought a new one in because we had a complete, complete transformation. And that's why I'm so passionate now about, you know, incorporating that very important com component because a lot of parents work on the health of the child, mm -hmm. you know, and are you a medical doctor? What's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they work on the health of the child, but really, for me, one of the most important things is the relationship, in the communication, the language, and yeah, what we really energize within that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a very important topic because uh, that is well said that if you focus on the negative, and uh, many parents actually, um, they somehow they're going to this mode where they're going to say, oh, that's not correct. That's you're doing that wrong, that wrong. Okay. That might cause problem for not only them, but also for kids too, because yeah. uh, kids take it very differently. And then if you're, you're absolutely right, if you focus on positive things, which they are doing right, then it really changes the, uh, the discussion, not only the discussion, they feel that you are uh, not uh, against them, you are with them or somehow. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We had to become his biggest supporter and fan. Like we, we had to know that we loved him unconditionally, yeah. no matter what was going on, no matter whether he was in trouble at school or getting drunk or hanging out with the wrong kids, mm -hmm. you know, like once, one time, um, Moby, we... Um, we had a, a disagreement as parents do. And I said, you're grounded. And he said, no, I'm not. And he used some choice words and off he ran. And um, and we couldn't communicate with him. He wasn't answering the phone. Anyway, long story short was about five or six hours later, 
that evening, we found him in a drunken stupor in the gutter. He didn't even know what his name was. He was so out of it. He'd taken who knows what. He doesn't even know what he'd taken. And he came back. We It took him two days to sober up. And we started implementing what we were learning in that two days. So instead of focusing on why did you do that, what were you taking, you know, all the things that parents would naturally do, we started just focusing on telling him how much we loved him and supporting him and not focusing on what he'd done but focusing on moving forward. And that was really the beginning of our healing with him. And I'll I'll have to share a story with you because when... When I actually, um, so this is the book that I'm happy to give away to any of the listeners. This is my favourite book. But when, this is called The Revolting Child, A Blessing in Disguise. When, when, I love this story so much because when I did a book launch for this book, um, my son was invited to come along and he was a little reticent. He wasn't really that keen on coming along, being a a 16-year-old, just turned 16. And anyway, we, my husband and I did our talk, we shared our story, and then we had Q&A at the end. And somebody put their hand up and said, can I ask um, Caleb a question, my son? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and he's like, oh, I suppose so, you know. And anyway, so the person asked the question and they said, what was it, Caleb, that took you from where you were just, you know, about 10 months earlier to where you are now? And we see that, you know, the young man that you are now, we've heard the story, we've heard all of the things that were happening just not so long ago. And my ears were pricking. My ears were, you know, really like I really wanted to to hear the answer to that question as well. And he thought about it for a few seconds and then he said, when I saw the effort that my mum and dad went to to be the absolute best parents they could be, I just wanted to be the best son I could be. Wow. And for me, that was like, you know, like that was just everything because I'm like, okay, this works, okay, you know, this works because he was not going down a good road. He was in trouble with the police, as I said, with alcohol, with drugs, with mixing with the wrong kids. It could have gone a very, very different path. Mm -hmm. Um, And now at 28, he still lives with us. He's got his partner with us as well. We get on so well. As a family, he's a beautiful uh, man. He encourages me. He brings me flowers. He writes me beautiful letters. Wow. He's a beautiful, caring man. And he, I'm so proud of him. He's gone on to own his own business. He got kicked out of school at 15. Um, he had no formal education. He went and, you know, furthered his education on his own. He got an apprenticeship. He became an electrician and he now has his own business and he's doing very well. And I could never oh, have seen wow. that, you know, back. That's, yeah. That is such a great uh, uh, sharing. Thank you. So yeah. so he's doing uh, wonderful right now. And you said he, he's uh, even didn't uh, complete his education, but he's doing a great work as an electrician. Absolutely. Right? He's got an awesome business. And the reason his business is so successful is because he is so good with people like he gives great customer service and people he works with my husband his dad so they're in business together um and they just have the most successful business because and first of all people are so blown away by their relationship like how well they've been now working together for 10 years and 
their relationship is so solid. They've never had an argument. They've never had a harsh word. They're together for 10 hours a day working together and they have the most amazing relationship. And my husband and he used to clash like crazy, you know, when he was a teenager because my husband was so stressed about the situation and how he spoke to, to his mother and his brother and, like, it was really stressful. So to see their relationship now is so beautiful and, you know, it just fills my heart with so much joy and it, it really, this is why I'm so passionate about what I do now because... Mm -hmm. I want other families to be able to experience what took me 20 years to learn. Do you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. want other people to be able to feel that feeling. And, and I speak to so many families now, so many parents who are stressed, who are, you know, don't know what they're doing, their kids are not listening, they're not being cooperative, they're being disrespectful and they that they don't know what to do other than yell and scream and nag and threat because that's just what they they know right so yeah no this is uh, such an important share you know everybody to know that uh, like you said uh, both uh, him and your husband used to uh, have arguments and then once yeah. he realized that it's better to encourage him and to see good in him uh, yeah then not only it i think uh, when we have that situation it brings an important topic is that you know when we have that stressful situation uh, we make it worse many times yes correct absolutely so the situation could be less so if you minimize that impact and uh, then it definitely you can see the paths you can really see where you should be going and then all you have to do is then like you said thinking that must be a lot of stress for you to see you uh, your husband and uh, him fighting that part was making you very sad of course more very much. and with his older brother like his older brother is eight years older and he's now a naturopath herbalist and nutritionist he did a triple degree um and he's very passionate because he saw his younger brother growing up with all of those challenges. Mm -hmm. And when he saw, you know, that we took a holistic path, um, he really wanted to be able to help other families as well. So we actually work together a lot, my son and I, my older son, who's the naturopath. Wow. Um, I really feel like the parenting work I do is very holistic. So I come in with more of the parenting and relationship type stuff. I actually teach... Um, a beautiful parenting philosophy called the Nurtured Heart Approach, which is really about nurturing beautiful heart-centred relationships. Mm -hmm. And my son covers a lot of the health and wellness type um, stuff. So together um, we have a very unique um, way to approaching parenting. Okay, great. And I will show uh, everyone your book again, you know, uh, so this is uh, your book. Uh, so, uh, and it's available on Amazon and everywhere. Well, I would love to gift it to any of your listeners. So, if you um, share the link that I've given you here, they can actually um, click there to. Um, I think it might be scroll up or down. I'm not sure. They can actually click on a link, um, and they will be emailed the um, the PDF of this book, and they can read it for themselves. Yeah, uh, th this is the link. I think is. Uh, you can give this link. 
I think it's up 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 the top further, Dr. Moby, and they can actually just uh, click on the link and oh, then. This one, this one. No, further up, further up, I think. Up, up, up. So where you see the picture of this book, there we go. Ah, yeah. yeah. So they can fill this in here and then they can uh, receive a free copy of this book. So this is our whole journey from my pregnancy right through until he was nearly 16. And in my pregnancy, there's another bit of a story in here. I used to be a migraine sufferer and I was um, um, taken to hospital with a very bad migraine and I was given pethidine and maxillon um, for that uh, migraine and I believe that was a contributor for, for this issue. It was still found in my body five years later. So um, whether it was or not, I don't know, but I feel like that was a contributor. He's always been very chemical sensitive, food sensitive. Uh, we had to take him off everything when he was younger, like sugar, wheat, dairy, additives, like food additives. He couldn't eat bread. He couldn't eat anything with food any sort of colours, he would go absolutely like a ball in a pinball machine um, if he consumed any of those things. So he he now eats um, vegan um, by choice. <laughs> so he's been vegan for a few years now. My, I've been vegetarian for like 40-plus years myself, mm -hmm. um, but he chose to be vegan himself, um, a lot of reason for humanitarian reasons, but um, he also knows that he feels better when he eats healthy. Um, as as do we all, <laughs> you know. So tell me, do you think uh, you said uh, you got Maxillon and Pethidine? I, I thought they took off Pethidine now off the market for, uh, but um, extra. So I think you're absolutely right. A lot of drugs can cause problems like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so uh, and that that is just uh, important discussion, you know that uh, some of these drugs can have really uh, bad effects all later through the life. So uh, also tell me a little bit about um, what are your future plans? With what I'm teaching? Mm -hmm. So last week I actually just did a six-day six intensive course online through, through the state. So I was doing the night shift from midnight to 10 a.m. every day. And I became, I became accredited to teach the Nurtured Heart Approach in um, 2014. So I've just done my advanced trainers course, which now makes me more qualified to share this beautiful approach with people. Mm -hmm. So my passion is really to share our story and to teach the Nurtured Heart Approach because the Nurtured Heart Approach, although it's not exactly what I use for my son because I didn't know about that back then, but the parenting coach that we um, met, who was also in America, we never got to meet in person, but we mentored with him for two years and he taught us so much about communicating and relationshiping and what we attract. And the Nurtured Heart Approach, um, I believe I came across because of the law of attraction once again. And it's so much in alignment with my thinking because it's really about not giving energy to what you don't want, giving beautiful, uh, you know, nurturing amazing connection and relationship with your kids when they're doing the right thing or even moving towards doing the right thing because sometimes very challenging children don't give you so many opportunities to embrace their greatness. So sometimes we have to kind of hijack them a little bit. 
Um, and it's it's also about you know having clarity and being clear on on you know what you stand for, and um, but it's all a beautiful positive you know heart centered um, approach. So I teach that for the parenting and relationshiping side of things. Um, I also bring my son in who you know talks about gut health, um, uh, methylation, um, pyrol, you know diet, water toxins he covers and he also covers um, emotional health and well-being as well so together um yeah we bring you know we bring a lot and we we give so much to our our clients because we really want them to enjoy you know those beautiful amazing nurturing relationships and I just want you know I I say to parents I want you to imagine you know the relationship that you have with your children not just today but next yeah. year in 10 years in 20 years when they have their own children you want your children to want to be with you because they want to be with you not because they have to be because you're mum and dad but because they actually love being with you and they feel good around you because you you know you have always supported them and, you know, being, as I said, their biggest supporter and fan, um, no matter what's going on in their life, um, no judgment. You know, it's about really just looking for, um, we call it building their inner wealth. So it's it's like self-esteem and self-worth, but we build their inner wealth so that they know that they really have greatness within, within them, you know, that they have this amazing uh, greatness that, that they can be, do and have, you know, whatever they desire. Um, and, but... It's got to come from the parents, you know, often, and this is, you know, like I know when we were going through this, Dr. Moby, we thought, why are you doing this? Like we all thought it was about him and why he was doing this and why he was misbehaving. Mm -hmm. But we had to look deep within ourselves. You know, we had to look, you know, our parenting coach actually said to us, if you have a revolting child, then you've got to look at yourself as parents, not as the child. And we're like, wow okay we thought we were good parents you know and we weren't bad parents we were just parenting upside down you know most parents today are parenting what we call upside down because they're giving energy to all the things they don't want yeah. they're giving energy to the disrespect the, the uh, misbehavior the you know lack of cooperation they're giving energy to the whinging and the the you know the carry on instead of you know focusing on even the baby steps towards, you know, success. Because with some kids who are very intense and very challenging, you've got to take real baby steps and you've got to build up that inner wealth. And, you know, kids, like, we is, are you a parent? Uh, no, I am not. Okay. Yeah, but you, you probably work with a lot of parents because as parents, we are our children's favourite toys, <laughs> you know, and they look for all the buttons that make us, the lights come on and the bells work and the yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. They, they are looking and, and unfortunately most parents, unbeknownst, even though they've got the very best intentions, they teach their children through parenting upside down that you get the best relationship and energy from me when you're doing the wrong thing. I come alive. I'm never too busy to come in and yell and scream and carry on when you're misbehaving. But if you're playing quietly or being cooperative or doing the right thing, you yeah. don't get my energy. But you get my energy, my bells and whistles all come on when you're doing the wrong thing. So we're energising them at the wrong time. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so then all we have to do, you, I think you uh, showed me the correct way, not only that, but you use the correct term too, is that we are parenting upside down. So correct. you should be excited when they are playing good and then they are behaving well. You exactly. should be commending that. And then, yeah. so absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. So tell me, uh, I think we have reached the end of conversation. Give me your final thoughts on uh, our final message for everybody. I'll again, put your book. I think my final message is to really focus on what you want. Give energy to what you want in your relationship. So if you want cooperation, give energy to them when they're being cooperative. If you want respect, give energy to them when they're being respectful. Even if... Like, I don't care how challenging a child is, they cannot misbehave 24-7. There are opportunities where you can find to show them they are successful and they are great. You know, we have to find the times to show them that they're respectful, to show them that they're kind, to show them that they're cooperative, to show them that they're, you know, that they're, they, that they're a great brother or sister. You know, there are so many opportunities that we can. So focus on what you want would be my last, my last message. Okay. Well, thank you for coming to our show and giving such a wonderful discussion. And it was great learning for myself and i am going to use some of those tips you have mentioned to my patients as well as share for, uh, all over social media for you take care and thank you stay blessed thank you dr moby lovely chatting bye-bye okay. bye